0: All right welcome into audio bistro episode 17. we got luke who goes as dusa d-u-s-a luke is out of dallas luke how we doing doing pretty good man
1: doing pretty good halfway through the week ready for the
0: weekend already even though it was a short week so mm-hmm. can't complain dude. we can't complain your hat says it all we're mad happy This like this so how, how can you put yes and no like right together and like make it make sense <laughs> so we, oh, no, it, works, it, it works we're mad happy uh luke so your music uh i gotta be honest you the first and i've been meaning to get someone on who's like does more dubstep ish type of shit um because i think some og skrillex is really what got me to start loving um edm in the first place so just that little bit of an alien vibe so was it like first of or equinox was the i think is the skrillex song i think it's called equinox or first of the year or something like that um yeah. is yeah. Yeah, that Skrillex song is really what like started it all for me and then uh when I finally came across your music just really randomly, I was like, "Oh shit, this might be a really good opportunity to get like a first, you know, dubstep-ish kind of guy on, but like to set the scene um for listeners, your music is very like fuck, like experimental electronic bass type of sound with like overall just, it's a very unique production style um to it. And we'll kind of dive into it a little bit, but um so that's kind of where your music lies. All of that mixed in with like a little dubstep. Uh, you were just featured for what, the fourth time now in the song is sick, which is a really cool music blog. Uh, I follow. So shout out them. You were just featured with uh, your newest track. OTW. Um, it sounds like, but it sounds like more your last, last four songs that have kind of been a fan of most of them um, have been featured in there. So, so when we're thinking about the essence of, Dusa and I'm saying that right. It's Dusa. Yes, you're not not weird and you call it yourself Dusa. Uh, So Dusa. (laughs) Uh So so when I was looking over your shit and I was trying to figure it out and piece it together myself, I'm like, what is the essence of this dude? You know, it's a fucking deep and really the your essence is really the sound, like the blending of smooth with the sharp. And this is, I think, in your own words, the blending of the smooth with the sharp, the hectic and the calm. Uh, So yeah, like I mentioned, fucking deep dive into it deeper, how you really settled on your style and theme, because I think I I, I love the expression and the thought or like even the mystery uh, that comes with your pages and your music. So just, just lay it out for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess it kind of goes with the same thing we're talking about earlier with the Mad Happy Hat combining like two very different things. Um, and it was almost, you know, the thought process went into it is doing something that, you know, I don't really know the next step too of just kind of, you know, whatever's happening right now, let's kind of go with it and see, you know, kind of um, how we can make it work. And I mean, it's been, you know, a lot of fun so far, definitely a lot of challenges, but um, yeah, there's just been a lot of, a lot of brand stuff that I've thankfully um, had a very good help on my side. My girlfriend's very into, you know, fashion and and stuff like that. So being able to like bounce stuff off of her and and have similar kind of tastes is, is, um, is something that, you know it's really kind of worked in our favor at least mm-hmm. um but yeah as far as like the <clears throat> the brand name and stuff like that um i'm not really able to talk too much just because i'm going through kind of a trademark process right now with it but oh. basically it it's supposed to be like kind of the soulmate and what that means to like basically go after that and um you know kind of touch the different branches of what it means to different people and, and kind of stuff like that and um, you know, trying to get that production to sound similar to that is definitely the, the biggest challenge, but, um, you know, that's kind of the goal as far as, you know, the first few, you know, few, um,
0: I guess, goal sets for the, for the brand. So interesting. So is it, it's what DUSA is going through the trademark? Or what's going through the trademark? What, what's that? Like, what yeah, do you DUSA. Yeah, DUSA. DUSA is, okay. Is, is DUSA short for something? Is it like, is, or is it like, I, I don't think that's, maybe it's a real word that I just haven't used in my vocabulary, but like. What what like Dusa like? How did you land on Dusa then? Or is this something you can't yeah,
1: talk so, about? No, I mean you can get in there a little bit, but um, basically it was you know kind of taking some ideas and then we were kind of going through a different like trademark kind of battle as far as like the name before. Um, and so we were trying to think of different branch names of um, you know, basically. What exactly I was talking about of how like the different uh, like soulmates and stuff like that, and so we kind of landed on you, the mythical creature of Medusa, and we're like, oh, that's kind of sick, but like Medusa, like a bunch of people, you know, so um what could we possibly do that isn't the same you know obviously but kind of as a branch from that so we kind of settled on that and,
0: oh. um
1: I, we probably just got so sick of going through this we we're like let's just pick it and go with it to be
0: honest So okay hey, i feel that 100 i think I, I scrapped through like 30 names of trying to come up with like audio bistro and even then like i just like did it because i was fucking sick of trying to come up with new names <laughs> i just like fuck it yeah. this one is like the one i can stomach the most so we're doing this uh, so I, tot- yeah. I totally, I totally feel where you're coming from there. Uh, but like, so when I was looking through your Instagram page, then it, it makes more sense now because some of your images and just the way you kind of portray your your brand on there, it, like the first thing I think about a lot is like, oh, this like, there's a lot of like intertwined shit. Like, got you got some like almost like flume looking visuals. Uh, like the way flume is kind of worked into some like something it just reminded me like flumish intertwined, like kind of trippy and psychedelic. So like, what's the IG theme all about? It's all black and white. And I think even on your like cover art, it's all black and white. Is there, you know, is there a story behind why you, you chose to kind of go that route?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it was kind of one of those things again, just stumbled upon it. And, um, we're kind of looking through pictures that we were, you know, thinking of, of using and, um, Whenever we do, we kind of, we're going back and forth. Like, what does it look better black and white? Does it look better colored? Like, what does it kind of look like? So we kept finding that for whatever reason, the black and white just kept working, but then we kind of made a decision like, okay, we should just kind of stick with that and see what, you know, how it's received by people. And, and people seem to really like it. And It's been a lot of fun, like messing with that, you know, type of color palette. Cause you know, colored pictures just give, you know, such different vibes and energies and being able to work in just like two, technically not two, but two colors. Um, you know, it's been challenging and it's also been fun to kind of, you know, breathe that muscle of creativity while doing the tracks with it.
0: Damn. So you really just got the full, like the full, like compass of like artistic blend. There's an artistic thought going in. And of course it's fitting. You have like a black and white, a gray picture, grayscale picture right behind you (laughs) too. Do you have any, you have any fucking color in your house or in your clothing or like any, just tell me you got something in color, right? Please. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I'm a little worried if not.
1: Yeah, I definitely do. I man, I couldn't live in a black and white house. It'd be pretty
0: depressing, but. um, Shit. Yeah. Well, let's, speaking of living in color, um, let's talk about OTW for a second, because you described that that song is more of a psychedelic groove, um, which um, apparently, according to you, separates it from your other tracks a little bit. So um, I guess, please tell me more about the mindset that you went to when putting this song together pen to paper what was your mindset what how what got you to do that psychedelic groove then
1: yeah absolutely so it was different in the aspect because before i was kind of releasing stuff that was really fast and hard and um you know it was it was fun to make it just was one of those things that i got a little bored of making the same kind of you know start to to templates or whatever so i just kind of switched it up of how i actually like did things and um basically kind of you know was stumbling on on stuff like you know um cheese Saruta, you know, guys like that, and that halftime beat and that slower kind of, you know, heavier stuff. And, um, just was super into like the high, this is bloom, you know, um, visual stuff and was watching that probably once a week, which is, you know, excessive for sure. But, um, you know, just kind of took in like both kind of aspects of that, of like kind of the poppier stuff and, and stuff that really kind of makes you feel good rather than like halftime, like slow down stuff. So um i just try to combine those and usually whenever i sit down to work on stuff um i don't have like a preconceived notion of like what it should sound like um i've tried it it just doesn't ever sound the, you know the same and so when i go into it i think completely open-minded and just go straight in for what sounds good that next kind of step and you know wherever it takes me it didn't just so happen to take me you know in that direction so
0: well god i i love i love that let me let me let me ask if you had any uh, in terms of that psychedelic groove, has there any been stimulants get you there? You ever, you, 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 Anything to open the mind a little bit more? Hey man, you know,
1: I, I do love, some. <laughs> I do love some wine. We'll say, I we'll saw say that. that. We'll say a little, I saw later. that. Yeah, definitely, uh, had some drinks and we're, we're hanging out. And, um, I, I just feel like it's for me, it's, it's one of those like time and place. I can't do it all the time cause it just kind of wears me out, but there's times where you just need like a glass of wine and just hang out on the, on the couch and make some beats and, and do that stuff. So mm-hmm. absolutely there was, you know, some wine flowing for sure.
0: Well, are you still doing Wine Wednesdays then? Like what, what goes down at wine Wednesdays when you were doing that or if you are still doing that? Right. I do
1: it every once in a while. Um, not so much anymore. Um, Basically, it's just you know, go to Trader Joe's, go to I don't know, you know, Rayleighs or something like that, and just find a nice you know bottle of wine that's like ten bucks, something cheap, and, okay. and just kind of post it on the gram and and let people know, you know, and um, I, it's fun, man. It's I, funny some people like really like like it, and they'll message you back. Oh man, I saw this one. Like you should try this. And so it's like really fun to
0: to kind of have that with people. Well, I love that it's not just me who just goes straight for the $10 bottle of wine just to like, you know, have wine and I, like I don't fucking care about how expensive yeah. it is. So like, so maybe this is a bad question. So from one co- wine connoisseur yourself to another who's not me, maybe like at, so act like you're you're talking to LeBron James right now, okay? Yeah. Sheesh. act like you're talking to LeBron James right now. What would you tell him is like the must-have wine, you know, assuming they're neutral, assuming LeBron James is neutral on wines, but we all know he's a, a big red vino. He's a vino guy. Yes. Uh, what would you say? What would you recommend to LeBron James for wine? Man, that's a good question. Um, I go to a few different routes.
1: Like one place that me and my girlfriend went to, and um, we actually went to Napa because we uh, were staying in Santa Cruz up in her house for um, a few years, and got to make a trip up there, and there was a place called Black Stallion, and it was amazing. And the, and the, you know, the decor was awesome. And we brought home a, like Cabernet there and had it. It was great. But as far as like, if I had to pick one over the top, I'd probably would have to say, I mean, like Silver Oak Cabernet, but that's still getting up there expensive. That's like hundred dollars. Okay. You know, I'd yeah, I would probably say LeBron
0: that. James right. making a hundred million a year.
1: Right. Yeah, he probably could buy the winery. <laughs> <or> so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yup. <laughs> um, so, okay, that, that's one. I need to know because I think I'm going to need it eventually here in the next couple months. For um, sure. But moving on from that, let's let's talk about then, you know, you last, it's, of course, from what I've been able to tell, the last that you played live, which, love that you're playing live, was the, was the 2nd of July EDM celebration. Was that your last show, most recent show? Yeah, yep. Okay, so, you know, what does, you know, I've obviously never seen it take me to a DUSA concert, you know, what does a DUSA set look like? And if you could pick one, so first of all, what does it look like, you know, as a viewer, you know, what what goes into it? And then if you could pick one of any of your songs or remixes that you put out, that is always that like the crowd is going to leave, it's going to let them, um, send them home happy. You know, what's that one track that you like, it has to be on your sets. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question, honestly.
1: Um, yeah, I guess I, I try to, kind of make everybody happy, which could be a, you know, fault. But, um, I like to play a lot of different stuff, you know, dubstep. I like to play more like, you know, kind of like liquid drum and bass stuff. That's Mm. very like fluid and you're able to switch tempos and like have really different moods rather than just kind of going full bore. Um, which that Mm -hmm. is fun. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun, but, um, yeah, kind of, kind of, you know, genre fluid, um, set in that aspect. And then, um, if I had to pick one song, it would definitely have to be probably, uh, temporal, um, which I believe is the second one we released this year. Um, for whatever reason, it's, it was one of those songs that I made super fast and, and played it and people seem to really, you know, kind of receive, you know, well to it. So, um, Mm -hmm. I definitely have to pick that one. I
0: think. So temporal is the one.
1: Yeah. I would like for it to be OTW, but you know, it's, it's the people's choices. Um, I believe it was, it was, I can't remember who it was. I probably heard it from Rick Rubin or something, but he was basically saying you don't <laughs> need to pick your audience. You know, it's that's whatever fair. you're making, you're making, and whoever likes it, likes it. And I think that's the the fun part of the journey, you know?
0: You bet. Well, you found a fan in me, and honestly, like I think the first time I heard your music, um, I thought, the very, and again, back to Skrillex here, I, I saw Skrillex once at a New Year's Eve thing, and he was obviously on the main stage, you know, like Slushy opening, all the big dogs up there. But mm-hmm. then... Before, like, those guys went on, um, literally, like, below the stage, like, almost in, like, a garage type, a huge, like, parking garage type setting where, obviously, it's, like, abandoned. And it was just, like, a bunch of smaller stages set up, and it was like that, you know, if you've, if you've been to those kind of shows, like, it can get, it can get smoky. It smells like yeah. a certain, you know, a certain plant <laughs> down there, and then and it's just a vibe. And then, like, the first, when I first heard your music, like, it took me back to that very, very scene of like wow i feel like this is a song this is a, this is exactly what i would have heard in this setting um which is not a knock at all obviously like oh it, that's yeah, no, was, i appreciate that a lot i really do like it was packed and those are usually where you hear the really good shit. you got the people fucking doing whatever i had i had random dudes like hugging me that just loving loving life <laughs> listening to this music but that's where your music takes me is is right there is that kind of what a set looks like for you? Like what in this last show like that uh 2nd of July EDM celebration? Like was a set you know, I'm sure you probably got some like visuals. Like can you really just do black and white neon lights the whole time though?
1: Right, yeah. Um I wish I got to pick the actual laser colors and stuff like that, but um they have, you know, just the standard ones that they bring in which are more than great, but mm. um mm. yeah, just stand about black and white a lot of different kind of, you know, shifting movements as far as like um kind of blending stuff together and, and having that kind of trippy aspect, I guess, you know, for lack of a term, it. but, um, but yeah, it's funny that you keep mentioning Sprokes because that was actually the first concert that I ever went to, or I should say, Oh, sick concert. Everyone too is in San Diego Petco park. And it was, um, the mothership Ooh. tour, I believe. And it was 12th planet, uh, not a strum, and there was one other guy and I can't
0: remember who it was, but, Saying, dude, we have that in common. Damn, that's fucking sick. Well, speaking yeah. of in common, I think I just heard an ESPN Fantasy Football app, uh, notification yeah. go off on your phone there. How were your draft? Did you have a draft recently? How would it go? Yeah. Um, last week. Last week. Feel yeah. good about the team? Feel good about the boys on the squad? Man, I don't know. You know. It's it's one of those things. It's
1: like you think you do good, and then once the season starts, you realize who really sucks, and you kind of just, yep. just don't want to be them, you know? <laughs> You know, every, every I mean, fucking,
0: every fucking year. Yeah.
1: Hey, I feel confident, but you know, usually only lasts like four weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking to make trades in week one already. Like, there's like, oh, yeah. I already know, like I got my one guy picked out. It was like, ah, I don't feel great about you. I'm going to try to pawn you off and already start bugging my league. Like before anyone ever plays a snap, I want to get rid of you <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Of that, so I have that in like, if you lose,
1: you get a tattoo. So,
0: Ooh, um, you what are we thinking we for a tattoo? It's
1: like a little football, and it has, uh, you know, I think it's it just says like Fancy Loser 2K, whatever the year is. And then on the sides, um, my buddy group that I play with, uh, one of the guys in there, his brother passed away. So they have his, like, initials on there just as, like, a remembrance. Um, but I always mm-hmm. tell everybody, I'm like, I never met him, so it would be so horrible to get it because then i am just have some random dudes, you know, like, oh. I don't even, you know, never met him. So I'm not like, you never want I'm sure.
0: That's for damn sure. Yeah, don't don't lose because that'd be weird. <laughs> like it's a horrible it's a horrible story. Like I'm really sad here, but it's almost like getting like a girlfriend's name tatted on you, and then like you know right. things go south. It's like I just, type of thing. Yeah, I
1: mean I'm you know I'm all for mystery, but that's just a little too
0: far for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit that's a little bit out there out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. But uh, speaking speaking to mystery a little bit, I I, w- I was very just like intrigued mostly by OTW. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do like when you are. There's a lot of sounds. There's a lot of elements and things going on in your music. Do you use? I God, it. it makes me think of this Zach Efron movie where he was like a DJ. I can't remember what it's called, and it's got. I uh, it's like
1: we are your friends, or something like that.
0: Yes, we are your friends. Yes, and
1: it's great. Similar to the festival that they throw, and I think it's California, where it's like I want to say we are your friends too.
0: I think. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think you're right. No, I think you're right because I think someone was just talking to me about it. You might not be totally right, but. I th- it's
1: like along that, the like, same
0: lines of like what it is yeah i was just hearing about this from someone i work with um because we have a whole team that's down in california but um uh, so i think of that movie because he's like on a run and he's like starts recording a bunch of elements when he's just out on his run he's plugging them into his own music and, and just listen to otw i was like instantly that was my first thought i was like do you record shit like that and just plug it in or is um do you do anything like that with your music or is it all just you know pre-made sample stuff or are you just kind of doing stuff on your own
1: Yeah. Majority of the time it's sample stuff. Um, I make some of my sounds occasionally. It just really depends on kind of like what mood I am in. It's like, do I want to sit there and like tediously do this for, you know, four hours, like not every day. It's a bitch. Yeah. So definitely a lot of samples. And, um, you know, I try to try to my best to find new samples all the time and, and dig into like those packs and kind of, you know, find like hidden gems and stuff. I, that's something I really like to do. So. Um, yeah, majority of it is samples, and and I mean I'm super into movies. Just like the next person would be, and and you know scores and stuff like that I always make movies better. So I always try to look at packs like that that are very cinematic and and you oh, know somewhat cool. real sounding. You know, because it's electronic music can be really robotic, especially the stuff that I'm. Oh, yeah. in, it's very technical and like you know, a lot of chopping up, chopping it up. So if I could like breathe it out on like the intros or the bridges with like that cinematic stuff, I absolutely, you know, love to, love to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. See, and, and what I think people don't truly wrestle, so a lot of people they would be like, uh, like there's alien music. I hate it. I don't want to hear it. Just like makes my ear bleed type of thing. And which some do, I mean, there is some really heavy dubstep that is like kind of like in its own sense and electronic sense. It's like the screamo version of like, electronic right. music where it's just like hard to listen sometimes it's hard to listen to yours is not down that and there's very very talented artists who it's just like yeah it's dubstep and it's like definitely like some heavier shit but in the right mindset and in the bet in the right space this shit fucking hits so good <laughs> um true but like the process of i think very late into my like messing around with production i started dabbling into dubstep a little bit more and those like those like want want type of <laughs> the, the want womp, womps. Uh, yeah, yeah. started diving into those a little bit it's it's different for me it was very different to try to learn that and creating that type of synth compared to like a like think of like melodic house um like newport as a guy i had on where he's just like future bass, yeah, uh really yeah. heavy wide wide synths that just like on the whole fucking spectrum um on a keyboard but like so do you are you, again i know there's a lot of samples that go into like you can use like I'm just going to keep calling them the want wahs for the people who yeah. have no fucking idea wines. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. The wines. Um, have, are you producing those yourself? Like, how is that different from like, for you, like a normal production, like a normal, like synth where maybe you can just like slam on the keyboard and you're getting a huge fat sound where with like a dubstep, it's kind of different. It feels it's just a different synth.
1: Right. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I kind of started out making like future bassy stuff anyways, and having that okay. jump over, like making that same kind of like, thought process, okay, like, I, it, this would be fun to make, it's just so much different, was so daunting, absolutely, and, um, started off with samples, then was able to, uh, you know, have some people around me that were good at synthesis, and were kind of teaching me that stuff, and, and so, you know, I try to make stuff, and I have a lot of stuff that I save, just from like, messing around, and, and, um, um, try to incorporate that as much as I can, but majority of the time, it's samples, and just, like, layering stuff a certain way, and, um, giving stuff, like, different tonal qualities, like, by EQing stuff and like, you know, giving room to certain frequencies it's just yeah. technical nerdy stuff. But I, I love sitting there and doing that stuff and like hearing it and like playing mm-hmm. with
0: it. So, yeah. Well, that was one, like the mastering aspect, like the engineering aspect of it was like, I always had to send my music to my engineer. Cause I just like, it is, a, it's literally like a different art form. Like there's making music and then there's engineering oh. music and it's, they're two different complete beasts. Um, and it's, uh, the fact that you have to think about it when you're making music was the thing, I don't think I really thought about it enough when I first started making music, like the engineering aspect that goes into it and giving this sound space, this sound space, you know, having the, the left and right, the center field, like all that, like people don't think about it, especially when you just hear the music. No one really just gives a thought of like all of the background shit that goes into it making sure, um, you know, that you have everything, like you kind of said, spaced out covering the whole spectrum that's why i love following musicians especially and i have a buddy who does this a lot um shout out charlie uh he always is posting like his productions and like his his screen you know like his uh like i don't think he uses ableton um i think he uses pro studio or is it is that what was called like, pro tools Studios? like fruity loops. pro tools uh yeah yeah not fruity loops i think it's pro tools um but i think Whatever, fuck it. he like shows like what's going on, and it like adds that like element of like wow. You'll hear the song, but like when you can actually see what goes into it, and just the the layers upon layers of different elements that are going on, it's like a whole different appreciation for music. And that's why like I really like doing this because y'all are putting in so much fucking work into this, and like the fact that not enough people really think about like how much of an art form it really is is like why I want to give breath to that. Absolutely, Um, I appreciate that a lot. That's awesome that you. Yeah, dude, it's. Yeah, dude, it's it's cool. It's wild. Um, speaking of wild, let's get into the very first. This is the very first ever time we're doing a segment on this show. I have no idea how it's going to go or how long it's going to last, but uh, we're going to put you through it. All right. um, and this might be this might be random, but if we lived in real life version of the Truman Show, what would you be most bummed about finding out is fake or staged? Oh.
1: Honestly, probably, like, people's relationships. Beyond that, like, super deep and kind of, you know, like, out there. But I just for whatever reason, I feel like just thinking of, like, being in that life and doing it every day and realizing, like, oh, my God, these people aren't who they think they are. Like, that probably would hit the hardest, honestly.
0: Oh. Just realizing the person you've been with for 15 years was like, it was all just fake and big brother put that person right. there to just like, fuck with your life. Oh, right.
1: that, would, yeah, man. that would probably be the worst. I mean, I feel like other stuff, there's yeah. so kind of like, if it's like a thing, like, you know, if it's like, oh, this food, like is fake or whatever. Like, okay,
0: mm-hmm. I can live with that. I mean, half the food we eat anyways, fucking fake and cardboard. Exactly. Shout out, I love you, Taco Bell, but I, I know you're not real. Taco Bell um. only for the
1: hangovers. <laughs>
0: Oh, hey, you don't, say, you don't talk bad on Taco Bell. I have to. Oh, I just no, call I it fake. About, I, do. I just can't do it. Together. Okay. That's
1: just what well, that's like. Okay. I reserve time. For. You can't.
0: <laughs> that's fair. You can't do it too much because your insides will, you'll literally like, you, I don't have to fill in the blank here. We know what happens right. when you eat right. too much Taco Bell. Yeah, we all we all know that. So that was the first edition of the Truman Show or the, this might be random, but uh, yeah, fake relationships, stage relationships. Uh, I'm going to have scary nightmares because that would suck yeah. now. So Uh, thanks for putting that in my head now. And I'm going to have to, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to have to play 21 questions with my girlfriend. when She comes back to make sure she is who she says she is. Um, but, uh, yo man, I am, I am very appreciative that you came on. Uh, one last final thing here is, you know, uh, what's, what's going on in the works for you. What can we expect coming up from you? And on top of that, along those lines, uh, anything you want to share with us, share with the people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just continuing to make music and, and releasing stuff, and um, you know, shows here and there. Um, hopefully, you know, kind of ramping it up in the new year as far as like loftier goals and stuff like that, and and really kind of Hell doubling yeah. down on the marketing and stuff like that. So, um, just looking forward to yeah. the journey and kind of, you know, every every week at a time, really every day at a time, and see what we could
0: do and come up with and and have fun just being just being creative, you know. Well, I love your mindset. I love where your headspace is at with your with your music, with your whole the whole brand that is Dusa. Uh, that project seems to be really cool. I love how it's coming together for you, and just now kind of getting the background on it. Um, again, another reason I started this channel is like now that I have the background, it's like well now I just have a different level of respect for what you got going on. So, I, I thank you for diving into it all. Um, a little birdie just chirped in my ear. Hold on one second. Yeah, can confirm. Uh little Bird just chirped that we might be hearing a little bit of uh new DUSA, unreleased DUSA coming up. A little snip a little snip preview. What, what is that true?
1: Yes, absolutely. I got one um that I would like to share, it'd be kind of cool. Um it's kind of basically like an extension of, of OTW, a little bit um a little bit more heavier, but okay. it'd be more heavier, yeah. It's more better. It's very
0: more questionable okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more better. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll cue it up for the end of the episode here. What, what is the song called? Uh, what, when's kind of the release date for it?
1: Um, so no release date yet. Um, I'm trying to take my time okay. for that so you can hear my dogs. I uh, Aspen.
0: She's, he's excited. Dogs are, dogs can get excited too. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Um, yeah, but, uh, um, no
0: good music when they hear it. It's yeah, fine.
1: It's fine. Exactly. She loves to sing. She loves to sing, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's called Fad Bish. Um, it's Fat. kind of a Hold kind on. of an Easter egg title, um, and uh, I don't know if anybody's ever going to get it, but you know maybe that's for a story for a different time. But, um,
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you said mm-hmm. "fad bish," f a d space b i s h. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That might be no, no. Don't worry about the dog. I am uh, currently wrapping my head around the song title of "fad bish." Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Um, and before we do fadbish, where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh so everything's gonna be or your website. Deuce underscore sounds, um, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. and then you got a website up, DUSASounds.com. Um you can visit just, you know, all the up to date stuff. Um, sign up for a mailing list to get, you know, kind of scoops and, and stuff like that. And then um gonna be doing a, a giveaway here, hopefully in the next two weeks of maybe both, you know, a little fifty dollar gift card or something. You know, we'll see. But um, definitely yeah. Find me on Deuce underscore Sounds, Deuce
0: Sounds. Well, hopefully podcast hosts are allowed to sign up for that giveaway because I might okay. just do it. Um, otherwise, Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, go check out Deuce. Obviously, a lot of cool stories behind the sound, behind the page, behind everything. But you know, Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's always fun to talk music. You know, I don't get to do it too often. It's it's great.
0: It's always fun to talk music. We talked a little bit of sheesh. And uh, now let's kick it over to <laughs> coolest song name ever, Fad Bish.